0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network presented by Prize Picks. You know what to do. You're at the Mayo Media Network. Please smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already and stay tuned for more amazing content surrounding all sorts of different sports. But today we're talking about baseball. It's a baseball show. We're going to talk about prizepicks.com. We're going to talk about DraftKings. And we're going to try and pick a couple bets at the end of the show. Try and make a little money on a Friday night. First off, my name is David Jones at TenaciousDJones on Twitter. Tenacious D. Jones on DraftKings. Tenacious D. Jones over at FTN Daily and FTNBets.com. Comment over there. Subscribe to our content. If you want to take a deeper dive into this huge slate that we have on Friday, huge contests over on DraftKings, and uh, you know how to make money on prize picks, double it up, triple it up, do some parlays, do whatever you want. Hey, if you're into big parlays, uh picks is probably the place for you. If you don't know much about prize use code MMN. Over at PrizePicks.com, get yourself a discount when you sign up. But what it is, is you are basically betting on fantasy players over unders. And you can parlay those props together. So if you're into uh, gambling, and I'm sure you are, who isn't? It's a new way to do it. Parlaying player props. Yes, you can do that on DraftKings, but now you can do it on PrizePicks.com. So check it out. Use some of the content that we talked to talk about today to go over and find some good lines that you like. Usually the lines are all pretty similar. You know how baseball goes, either someone hits a home run or they get 0 points. There's a huge variance in baseball. So if you see someone you think they shouldn't be getting 7.5, 8.5 points, think they're going to have a bad night, smash the under. Or if you think they're going to hit a homer, smash the over. It's that's how it goes pretty much. Um so, let's talk about DraftKings. Big, big, big slate tomorrow. A lot of arms up top. You've got Trevor Bauer who got pushed back a day to Friday to face the San Francisco Giants who dropped 19 yesterday in a very important game for L.A. and the San Francisco Giants uh, battling for the top of their division. Aaron Nola is going up against Boston. Tyler Glass now. Amazing strikeout stuff, but going to an extremely difficult park in Toronto. And I will say, too, that uh, if people don't realize this yet, Toronto might have as big an as advantage as the Coors Park. Toronto Blue Jays are playing in Tampa in a... In a small stadium. It's a small stadium in MLB right now. doesn't matter if the winds are blowing in 15, 20 miles per hour. We saw that Thursday night. You're still hitting home runs. We saw that Wednesday night. You're still hitting home runs. Uh, I probably will get off glass now here just because the way that ballpark plays. But uh, there's a case to be made, too. The ball can't go over the fence if you can't hit it. And that's what Glass now is good at. So, if you want to go against the very hot Toronto Blue Jays and play Glass now because of the strikeout upside, I can't really argue much against it. I just know it, it, it's like pitching someone in cores. I, that's what it is. Glass now, yes, he can escape with it. He's been great, he's got great K stuff. But it's scary. As far as Trevor Bauer goes, I'll bounce back up there. I'm not sure I want to get to him either. He's the highest-priced pitcher on the slate, eleven nine, 9 And on such a big slate, you don't need him. If it was a smaller slate, I would say get there. But essentially, the only time you've needed him was his last start. At 38.6 DraftKings points, that's great. He finally hit double-digit Ks. First time he's done it since uh, like the first two games, I think he did it. Then he slumped a little bit for Trevor Bauer. Still pitched great, but a slump for Trevor Bauer. He was playing the Marlins when he got the 10Ks last time. He's playing the Giants uh, in a pitcher's park. So if you want to slam in Bauer, I mean, I guess you can. But me personally, I'm going to be looking for some more value pitchers. Um, and I'm going to be uh, scrolling down the board a little bit here. Ian Anderson is after Tyler Glass now. I'm interested in Ian Anderson. So Ian Anderson of the Atlanta Braves had a great postseason, but that's long gone. Last season, uh, he really stepped it up. He was not fantastic in the minors before getting called up. He wasn't phenomenal before those playoffs. He was sustainable. He was good. Then he really made a name for himself in the playoffs this year. He, I mean, he's probably the Braves' best pitcher right now. We're still waiting on Mike Soroka to get back. Uh, There's been injuries with the the Braves' other pitchers and Juan No. So, it's Ian Anderson season. He gets to go up against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So what Anderson's been doing against Milwaukee, he got only four Ks. Philly, seven. We can go down the list. Toronto, five. Chicago Cubs, eight. New York Yankees at New York, four. So what you're hoping for here is a ceiling game from Ian Anderson, and you probably will be able to get it. His highest strikeouts on the season so far is against, uh, or he got eight one time. The Pittsburgh Pirates average above eight strikeouts per game. So you would think that Ian Anderson can have a, 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 uh, High strikeout game for Ian Anderson at his price. If you pitch people against the Pirates, you're usually going to do pretty good. Drew Smiley even succeeded last night. At least hit value on the small slate, even though the Pirates put up three runs on him. And Smiley is not as good as Ian Anderson is right now in their careers. Ian Anderson this season has a 3.2 ERA. He's 3-1 and in the win-loss category. 47 strikeouts on the season. 1.22 whips. Um, the Pirates, they just don't have much power against lefties or against righties. Ian Anderson is a righty. Uh, The Pirates are dead last in home runs per game in the MLB with .64 home runs per game on the season. Dead last. You're not really worried about the Pittsburgh Pirates going out and winning. You're not worried about them hitting homers. If they get on the bases, load them up, that's one thing. If they load them up after Ian Anderson leaves the game because the Braves' bullpen is so bad, that's another thing, but we're just worried about what Ian Anderson can do in this one. You can essentially pitch anyone against the Pirates, and uh, Ian Anderson uh, is gonna be a guy that I probably fall on here. I don't love the price. He's only $700 ti- cheaper than Tyler Glass now should get a couple more Ks than him, but is going up against the extraordinarily hot Toronto Blue Jays. Ian Anderson is going up against the extraordinarily cold Pittsburgh Pirates at home in Atlanta. I'm going to take a swing on Ian Anderson and hope that that $700 lets me pay up for some bigger bats that we like. Um, So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing at Pitcher. I also kind of scrolling down a little bit more. If you want to look at other people on the slate, I was looking at Rodon against the New York Yankees. Uh, He's been hitting double-digit Ks, not as much as we would really expect. He's had an easy schedule. The Yankees have looked worse lately. But it's not as easy as going up against Kansas City twice and Cleveland twice and Seattle once. So I'll probably get off him. Martin Perez against the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies put up a goose egg last night. Not positive I want to get to him either. He's only allowed two homers on the season. But I don't know. Doesn't feel safe. Not probably going to get there. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. I'm looking at Kyle Hendricks pretty Heavily, at 7-4 going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are not playing very well right now. It's baseball. It's hit or miss. The only two bats you're really worried about are Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Uh, then after that, it's a really watered-down lineup, and he gets the benefit of facing the pitcher. Yes, it's at St. Louis, but uh, these Cardinals not worried about them at all. I think the Cubs win the game. I think that Kyle Hendricks gets the win. If you look at his career against the Cardinals, he's faced the Cardinals a lot of times. Um Nolan Arenado, who is of course on the Rockies Rockies, he's seen him too. Arenado's hit Homers often twice, but I, I would have to go back and look. I assume at least one of those is in course, but every single other batter that's seen him uh has not hit him well. Uh Paul DeJong, of course, is going to be out of the lineup. Tyler O'Neill, the third, second best bat on the team, is gonna be out of the lineup. And then in all these extended bats, I mean, I'm trying to do the math in my head. It's over 100 bats. No one's hit at-bats against Kyle Hendricks. No one's hit a uh, homer off him. Didn't mean to go on a Kyle Hendricks run, but uh, that's what we did, and I like him. So those are my pitchers. I'm looking at Ian Anderson. I'm looking at Kyle Hendricks. Again, if you want to spend up for Bauer, uh, go ahead. If you think it's safe, if you can find some value bats, it probably is safe. I just don't love the ceiling glass now. Same kind of deal there. So, those are the pitchers. Cool. Let's talk about stacks. I think it's 15 games tomorrow. It means 30 teams playing. I don't want to do this, but it seems like too good of a spot to get away from. The Colorado Rockies going up against Seth Frankoff of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He got called up. Well, not called up. It's the second start of the season. Yeah, second start of the season. He he had one start already. In that first start, he had 41 pitches out of his 90 91 pitches, something like that, that were balls. So he looked wild. He had a couple wild pitches. Was not finding the strike zone. Um, he walked four in that game in 4.2 innings and allowed two earned runs and one of the reasons obviously you want to play the Rockies is cuz it's at home. Their last home stand against the Red they were averaging over 6 runs and that was with value bats. They didn't even have a completely healthy lineup. The lineup's a little bit healthier this time looks a little bit more normal, but you also want to target that Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen when Frankoff goes out of the game after the 4th or 5th inning, hopefully because he's getting beat up and that bullpen allows a ton of runs. They're one of the worst bullpens in the league and it's a game in course and the Rockies have been looking better while at home. So, I do like the Rockies. I do want to see what the lineup looks out when they roll it out. You might have a couple value bats that sneak up on us again like they were against that series against the Reds. So, we'll have to take a look at that. Um, also, if you want to look at what Frankoff's done in his uh, 2020 stint, he allowed five earned runs. He was the guy that came in, in relief. So, he allowed five... Got two relief appearances last uh, last season. In his last appearance against the Oakland A's, he allowed five earned runs in 1.2 innings. Um, and then he had some numbers back in 2017. Uh, he's allowing runs. He's Uh, Not that good not to bash that guy, but he's just not a uh, MLB starter. It's a guy that, of course, was coming in relief, and now the Diamondbacks are throwing him out there with that bullpen. I think you got to get some Rockies. I mean, I know they're going to put up runs. I think they put up six, seven runs. I think they hit that average they were hitting against the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, it might be chalky, but a good thing, it it might be chalky, it might not be chalky, because people are going to be trying to pay pay up for the pitchers and get some value bats. And when you've got 30 teams playing, People tend to not all gravitate to the same team, believe it or not. Even though it's the Rockies and Coors, I don't think it's going to be as popular as you might think it would be. If it was a 4-5 game, 6-game slate, even 8-game slate, then yeah, they would be super popular. And they will be popular, but I don't think they're going to hit 25%. Alright, cool. So that's who we're going with. Ryan McMahon uh, is going to be my top bat in his last 124 at-bats against Wrighty, 7 homers, 230 ISO, 320 WOBA. Uh, we got Nunez, probably batting towards the back of that lineup. He's been pretty hot lately. Four homers in his last 72 appearances, batting 330. do Don't mind getting De Tapia who should be leading off. Uh, Fuentes, who's been coming on, pretty hot of late. Let's just take a look at him. He should be batting, what, fifth or sixth? Uh, in San Diego, what, he got three hits um, in the first two games combined, but then when he was in that stint going up against the Reds, he hit double digits and he averaged over double digits, but he had double digits in three of those four, 26, 18, 9, 19 points. Uh, I like that a lot, especially in core. So he's probably one of my favorite bats on the slate. CJ Crone should be back and hitting cleanup. You can definitely go to him hitting 360 over his last 68 with three homers. Um, and then Charlie Blackman, he's only got two homers, but... Those aren't Charlie Blackman numbers. I expect him to regress to Charlie Blackman status and get his numbers up. And there's a really, there's honestly, I can't think of many better spots to do it than in cores against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Charlie Blackman, who people might be off of because he hasn't been very good lately. Let's take a look at him because I would like to know what he's been doing lately. One hit in his past four games, very bad. But in that stint against the Cincinnati Reds, he had four hits in his first two combined. Um, get it over the fence Charlie we know you can do it whatever you're doing last year do that that's what we want a couple other stacks that I'm a little bit interested in are going to be the Washington Nationals at home against Jorge Lopez and I might take a shot on the Minnesota Twins versus Tristan McKenzie who has not been as good as his name Even uh, although the uh, Cleveland Indians typically do have good pitchers and typically do have a good bullpen if he's getting in trouble they might pull him and that's when the Twins would probably run into more trouble but Tristan McKenzie I've not been impressed. Let's talk about some one-off bats to help fill in those stacks. Trey Turner just said, I like the Washington Nationals going up against Jorge Lopez. Seven homers in his last 118. He gets on the bag. He bats lead. He steals bases. He rounds the bases. He gets hits. Trey Turner... It's going to be a good play. Nelson Cruz going up against Tristan McKenzie. Just talked about how I'm not impressed with McKenzie. We know Cruz has a ton of power, so go after McKenzie. I don't think many people will, especially the way that the, trends are, the Twins are kind of hot or cold. Um, and on a, a slate with 15 games, no one's going to be on the Twins, I don't think, especially against McKenzie. So, get some Nelly Cruz. Uh, if you've got the money, he's probably expensive. William Contreras for the Atlanta Braves. Hot! Going up against Tyler Anderson of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, Tyler Anderson actually hasn't been a total trash bag, but William Contreras has been amazing. He's homering a lot and uh, on the Atlanta Braves, uh, a team that's struggling to hit right now, he's really standing out to be one of the uh, up and coming stars. I like him a lot. Going up against the lefty and Tyler Anderson, he's hitting 500 against lefties. 500 and limited at bats. That number's going to fall, obviously, but hey, that's a good start. Mike Zanino, if he starts, uh, then you can play him going up against Anthony Kaye, the lefty in Toronto. Is that right? Let me double check. There's something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tampa Bay's at Toronto. We were talking about Glass now. So that stadium is in Tampa Bay. They don't have very far to travel. And Zanino's been hot, and he hits lefties, and that's why we're going after him. Let's take a look what he's been doing. A two-home run game in Baltimore At Camden Yards, yes, I remember that. uh, The chalk Tampa Bay Rays night, 32 points. He has not had a goose egg in the last four. He's coming on. He might be playing. He might not be playing. Keep an eye on that. If he's playing, play him. Yuli Gurriel against Kyle Gibson. Uh, if you're into bvp stuff he's got one off of him uh houston is just a very very good hitting team i don't think kyle gibson's absolutely terrible but i do think houston gets to him and i like the uh, having someone with a powerful stick right in the middle of that lineup get a couple guys on base probably not brantley he's not hitting maybe Bregman gets on there alvarez um maybe you have uh, altuve get on there if he doesn't hit another homer in the one uh one spot uh Get you some RBIs, Gurriel. Get a homer off Gibson. And then Ramon Laureano of the Oakland A's versus lefty's Been crushing lefties lately. Been hitting home runs lefty. Going up against Quintana. So I will take a shot on all of those guys. Hopefully some more value opens up for us tomorrow. So we can stack up that Coors game. Specifically the Rockies. Going to talk a couple bets I like here. I was talking about I like Kyle Hendricks. Of the Chicago Cubs, because the St. Louis Cardinals don't hit him very well in the past and a ton of at bats. He's going to be going up against Carlos Martinez on the other side, who has actually been much, much better than I would have given him credit for. He has allowed zero home runs on the year, but the Cubs have been hitting better. I think the Cubs can put runs on him. And even though Martinez isn't allowing home runs, that does not mean he's not allowing runs on the ground against the Colorado Rockies in the series that's popped up a lot on the show. He allowed five earned runs in his last start. He's got a 4.36 ERA and has lost four of seven so far this season, only 22 Ks. Uh, And his walk stuff It's average. I I think the Cubs should be able to get on the base. I think the Cubs can win. I think the line's too small. Cubs minus 112. I like it right now. Second bet is going to be the Braves and Pirates under eight. So I told you I'm on Ian Anderson. I also don't think Tim Anderson with his 3.5 ERA is terrible. I know that Atlanta uh, is terrible as a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Atlanta is struggling to hit right now. I said Tim Anderson. I meant Tyler Anderson. Tim Anderson plays shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. Tyler Anderson, 3.5 ERA, 3-3 on the year, 44Ks, 1.10 whip. Uh, his worst game was his last start going up against San Francisco, who's a good team. I get I get crap for saying San Francisco's a good team, specifically from some guys over at FTN, but they're a good team, and guess what? They put up 19 runs last night. Uh, I think San Francisco can make a playoff push, push just saying. Anyways, um, yeah, Tyler Anderson, not that terrible. Braves not that good at hitting. Braves, Pirates, under eight. I expect maybe... I, I don't expect the Pirates to put up two runs. They might get shut out tomorrow, so... Under eight, Cubs, under eight, Cubs, money line Braves, Pirates, under eight. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's the show. Hopefully, it helps. Hopefully, these pitchers hit. Hopefully, the core stack hits. It probably will. You just don't need someone like the San Francisco Giants to go off for 19, and then you win some money. So, good luck. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and check out the other content at FTN Daily and FTNBets.com. Thanks a lot.